0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Time would pass Steph. step.
2: Oh, we had a ball last week as we got the morning started with the due time crew as we were shaking the Monday morning blues and we talked about what men really want in a relationship. And we talked about oh, he wants forgiveness for his mistake yeah now here's what I find interesting you know men's mistakes quote unquote are not women's mistakes quote unquote or the things that women deem mistakes uh, men don't necessarily Deem as a mistake So (laughs) You know That was an interesting one That was an interesting one And uh, You know The ladies were amenable to that The ladies were amenable to that We talked about Home cooked meals Made with love So, you know No, they don't want their, you know Food just thrown across the table Or, you know, just a plate Just, you know, put down in front of them They want to taste that love In the food What else, what else, what else Did they say? Uh, they said that they want Mmm, Attraction that gives Him butterflies and Again we did speak To brother Al And he said yeah men still get butterflies Because I thought That that was kind of played out Yeah so those are the Little things we talked about Well we finished the morning With the switch tip With Shantice. Stop feeding your Flesh all right, yeah, we we can't blame the enemy for everything. We can't blame the enemy for everything. And we're going to have to take some accountability for the fact that a lot of the problems that we have come from us just running after the things that make us feel good. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, that was a really hearty tip. Stop feeding your flesh. Yeah, I think you'll stay out of a whole lot of trouble if you uh, stick to that switch tip. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around and uh, we talked about the homeless people who were booted out of the Yonkers uh, Ramada. Yes, as they were told that there was no more room in the hotel because the migrants and the asylum sleep seekers would be taking residence. And uh, I'm sure that was something that was a, a, a kick in the pants, and it hurt because they were paying $120 and $150 per night. Yes. So... uh If you can only imagine getting kicked out after you're homeless and paying that kind of money,
3: well,
2: well, yeah, that's how it goes down out in Yonkers. And, yes, we had the introduction of the uh, schools, six more schools that were taking in the asylum-seeking migrants, the male population. 300 individuals who were in our schools, who were placed inside of the school gym. That's where their housing is now. Yes. And ooh, wait. Was there some kind of uproar? We didn't even have time for our church question. Nah. There was no room for that because the church folk weren't having it. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow. we had Wow Wednesday with our ladies. And Vivian started off with the socially conscious segment. And we talked about the fifth grade teacher who's under investigation because she showed a movie unapproved. In a classroom that had 2 minutes and 45 seconds, according to her, of a, a gay character. Yes. And it was a Disney movie. So I think another area where we need to be concerned about what our children are exposed to. And the ladies took on the conversation of, yep, that's right, those 300 men who are now being housed in our schools yeah we had to let the ladies in order to get a chance to hear what they had to say and uh, we had therapeutic Thursday that ended up rolling around before we knew it and we talked about the responsibilities of a what the world calls a godparent however what we call a sponsor or mentor yeah that individual those individuals you know our our friend brother chris told us that you know he kind of got reamed out because after all the years he spent time being that boys that young man's sponsor He was told by mom, yeah, you weren't stepping up to your responsibilities, and uh, she was disappointed. And so was he when he realized what she was actually expecting of him all of those years that he had no idea of. So we really broke down the responsibilities of such individual so that you would know when someone approached you about being someone's godparent or sponsor, and uh you were asked to be someone's sponsor, that you understood what it is, or you understand what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Okay? All righty. Wow. Freestyle Friday rolls around. And the men had their say. And we actually talked about the young man, 39 years old if you want to call him young, but uh, the man who killed the four individuals and then dumped their bodies in a cornfield. Yeah, well, he got 103 years. Well, the kicker was, Yes, his dad Ended up getting five years in jail For assisting him In dumping the bodies in the cornfield And our question was If your child came to you With a plan like that What would you do? So we really had a uh, An interesting conversation with our men About just jumping in and joining in You know, somebody's crazy scheme That's your child Yes, what would you say? What would you say? And uh, it was really a very interesting conversation And a wonderful way to uh, go into our weekend Well, last night was the Word Prayer Project, and we prayed for our school policies. Yes, didn't you just hear me say 300 people laid up in the school while the children are actually there? Yeah, we definitely need to go before the Lord and pray for our children, our school policies, our decision makers, our teachers, our faculty, the students. Oh, we need the the parents. We need to pray for everybody involved. Yes, we do. So, you know, here we are. God has spared our life. We are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Can you imagine? Time is flying by. We are already at the end of May. Yep. It's our last full week. Last full week. Next week, we'll be really officially, you know, jumping off that uh, summer. Yes. When we celebrate the Memorial Day weekend, we always, you know, that always seems to be the launch for the summer season and we're already there yeah it's crazy it's crazy this year is halfway over and we're giving God thanks that he has brought us through safety I mean we may have some scars but we are right 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 well we have a wonderful morning ahead of us and we are going to get it started so go ahead. And get that healthy breakfast, go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when the Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back. Celiac disease. You probably haven't heard of it, but neither have 97% of the people who have it. More than 3 million Americans will spend an average of 9 years suffering before they get an accurate diagnosis. I did, and lost a child while waiting. Symptoms like stomach problems, diarrhea, headaches, pregnancy complications, osteoporosis. A gluten-free diet eliminating wheat, barley, and rye is the only treatment. Visit celiaccentral.org. A simple blood test could change your life. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. We are so grateful to God for just waking us up this morning and getting us started on our way. We had a fantastic Celebratory weekend that we'll be talking about in a short while, but, you know, we're here today, and we're going to have our little uh, health tip, so come on, come on, get those pens and papers out, and let's get started. Well, last week, we talked about asthma as this is, Asthma Awareness Month. And last night, as I was kind of surveying what we were going to talk about today, I came up with something, I came across something that is really, I think, a nice follow-up to... What we talked about last week. Last week we talked about the foods that trigger asthma. And last night I came across an article that talks about some friendly products for your home when it concerns your asthma. Some of the things that you want to make sure. That you have in your home, and if you don't have these things in your home, and you have some other things in the home, you know, we want to make sure you know about it because there are things in the home that could also trigger your asthma. So, you know we want you to be able to say that is due time with pastors that fully covered the asthma issue. So one of the things that they say that you want to have in your home if you have asthma, a friendly cleaning product. Yeah, they say that asthma is triggered by dust and pet dander and all kinds of other little things around your house. So the AAFA, which is the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, has a certification program that rigorously tests all different kinds of products. So you want to make sure that you get those organic or natural products Or homemade cleaners. Yes. Because if not, you know, you can possibly pick up some um, items to clean your home that just might trigger your asthma. So we don't want to make sure you're eating all the good food, but yet (laughs) your cleaning products are... Not good for asthmatics Okay So They also talk about Number two The thing that you want to make sure that In your home that's good For your asthma is your bedding Now we've talked about This bedding issue And all of the, the dust mites That uh, Reside in your pillows And your sheets and things like that And they say that Again, bedding can be home to some serious dust mites, and again, if you have your pets on your bed, which I don't get with the dogs, but that's your house, not mine, you know, that stuff ends up in your bedding, and it's not easy to get that stuff out of there, no, so they say please wash your linen on a weekly basis okay they say you want to also use mattress and pillow covers I, let me tell you something I don't know how in the world I ever lived without my mattress cover because I haven't always had a mattress cover but man I'm like I'm not making up my bed up I'm not having my bed made up rather <laughs> you know I have those special people who will make up my bed yeah, and I don't even have asthma. But just knowing that I'm not directly on that bedding is amazing. So they say if you have asthma, you want to definitely get your, um, your mattress covers and your pillow covers. They say that you need to shop for bedding made with fabrics that are an effective allergen barrier and can be cleaned easily, okay? They say also watch out for linen containing chemicals that might irritate your asthma, like pesticides and certain dyes. Wow. All right, so make sure, they say, you should um, also, also, you need to check your bedding The labels they say, "Are you ready for this?" For volatile organic compounds such as formaldehyde. When I tell you we we, that only God covers us. When I tell you that only God covers us, formaldehyde is in your bedding. Yes. Yes, and we just can't figure out why we keep getting sick. Yes, it's because of stuff like this. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So that's number two. Okay, that is number two. So asthmatics, make sure you have a good vacuum cleaner in your home. Again, they say that pet dander. They say all kinds of dust. Is in your carpet y'all can have the carpets I don't want carpets in my home anymore they keep such dust and man it just keeps you sick look at all the allergy that's going on now you know those of us who have never ever suffered with allergies before yet your carpeting holds a lot of asthma they say be sure the vacuum you choose it doesn't create airborne irritants when you change the bag or the filter, okay? All righty. What else are we talking about? We're talking about making sure you have an air purifier. Asthmatics, have your air purifier, okay? They say many of the substances that trigger asthma are floating in the air throughout your house. So a good quality air purifier will definitely help improve your asthma symptoms. They say also look for AASA certification mark when you're shopping. And they say that do your homework and look for a device that doesn't emit ozone because that can cause Asthma flare-ups Ooh, baby Look at all this information we get for free All right, number five Isolation I'm, I'm sorry Insulation Okay They say that the insulation in our home Can possibly affect our asthma Ooh, my goodness They say that Insulation carries irritants like dust, mold, and mildew. And the AAFA has extended their certification to insulation. So if you have a home, make sure you look for that stamp. And it's asthma-friendly insulation because it will help to eliminate the dust and and cure up a lot of that air quality that's not there, okay? So we want to make sure we are healthy, even with insulation, all right? Flooring. Mm. Again, that carpet, that laminate, that wood, that tile, the vinyl, and other flooring, they say, can impact your asthma symptoms. So when you're replacing your floor coverings, look for asthma-friendly products that don't attract allergens and that are easy to clean because you want to make sure that your air is purified as much as possible. So again, in our Allergy Awareness Month for our little health tips, We're talking about making sure your cleaning products don't trigger your asthma. Your bedding is cleaned on a regular basis so that you're not sleeping with things that are going to trigger your asthma. You have a good quality vacuum cleaner. I say if you can, get rid of the carpet altogether. But that's just past the stuff. A good air purifier, you definitely need something to help keep your air clean. The insulation needs to be, you know, certified and, you know, uh, allergy-friendly, asthma-friendly as well. And, you know, I know it's going to be hard if you live in a home because do you know what changing insulation means? Well, you know, if you look at the dollars, then you're not going to protect yourself as much. Because that's what's going to keep you. Because that means you got to rip out walls and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you something. If it means your health, the quality of your health, then you're going have to trust God on this one. Because if you are doing everything you're supposed to do, but your home is not asthma friendly, then what's the quality of life for you? So you want to make sure, you know, you have all these ducks in a row. Remember, you know, a lot of these homes were built many years ago. So, you know, that's before all of the the knowledge and the upgrades have taken place so you want to make sure that that insulation is not possibly the problem and last your flooring especially if you have animals and things like that for those of you who put those let those dogs get up in your bed those dogs have been in the street oh my gosh on the concrete Oh my lord! I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, that they're especially, and I'm talking about, especially if you have asthma. You know, those things in your bed, and when I say things, I don't, I'm not calling an animal a thing. I'm calling those dust mites, those germs that are in your bed. Those paws go on the ground. The nasty ground, and now you can't breathe properly. Remember, we did the story on the um, the lady who hadn't cleaned her pillowcases properly. Remember, and they said when they did the the uh, the test, all of the things they found in the pillowcase. Yeah, we really have to make sure we're taking care of our bedding and things like that properly because it, it, it really affects our health. And again, we can't figure out. I know the homes where I am, all of us homeowners, all of us complain consistently about the amount of dust. These homes are extremely dusty. We could mop, and before you know it, all you see is dust accumulating all over the place. So, like I said, I can't even imagine what life is like for you asthmatics when you have to, you know, be surrounded by all of these potential, you know, things that trigger your asthma. So, giving God thanks for that piece of information. Today, I need a five-second pause, please. Thank you. Allergies are kicking my butt. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how you all have dealt with it all these years. This is my first year. And, woo, am I going through? Well, well, well. It is Monday morning. We are shaking the Monday morning blues. We have recently implemented uh, one of our favorite segments called Praying for My husbands or Praying for My Wife's And this morning, we have a very, very familiar friend with us. She was on with us a couple of times. She blessed us with her husband as they came on the relationship clinic. You'll probably recognize her voice. And then we had her On a Thursday for our Thursday, Therapeutic Thursday segment, and we were blessed again. And, you know, I reached out to my sister, Courtney, and I did ask, could she come back and bless us again? And she said, sure. So here we are. We're so blessed to have uh, our sister, Courtney, on with us. So let's say good morning.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to you. Awesome. Courtney, Smith. Good morning. Good morning. Now, the blessing is just to have the invitation to be show up. So I am glad to be on the airwaves with you this morning.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, it's a blessing when, you know, someone and they so readily. And you did. You did. You did. Thank you so much for being obedient to the Lord. So why don't you remind everybody who Courtney Lee Smith is.
3: Well, what I do, I am a grief and a loss coach. I help people actually guide them through the process so they can thrive, thrive, not just survive or cope through their um losses, but so they can thrive so they can get beyond the losses and actually have a better next. A better next. That's what we all looking for is the better next.
2: Amen, amen and amen. And this morning we are you against some wind, Courtney? There on your end?
3: Uh, let me see. Let me fix my mic. Is that a little bit better? Uh, no, we yeah, no. It's like a
2: like, hum in the background. We don't want anything to interrupt or to keep us from hearing all the great things God has for us this morning. So.
3: Get rid of uh, that sound. How is and the hum um, gone now? Is the home gone
2: now? No. You want to hang up and play back? We'll, we'll gladly wait. Okay, case. okay, I'll do that. Thank you so much. Okay. So, now, if you remember, last week we had our brother Chris on, and he spoke about... Um, Him also being a grief counselor, and he was talking about how grief is in our everyday life. So, you know, look how we're just sandwiched between the two of them. And we're not here to talk about grief this morning. We're here to talk about some other stuff. And we have Courtney back on now. Okay.
3: All right. Courtney? Yes, at a home free now. Okay. No, unfortunately not. But we're going to work through this thing
2: here and we just provide the glory regardless of what's going on. So this morning, we talked about praying for my husband. Which topic did you choose?
3: My husband's future.
2: Future. All right. And who is that loaded? We had segment on years ago and we are grateful to have you back on with us this morning this particular topic. What did you choose
3: this particular topic of the future? Um, I chose this particular topic because sometimes we get so focused on what's behind us, we don't focus on what's in front of us. And I think that is very key in our marriage ministry, that we always focus on where we're going so we can stay aligned and walk in an agreement to that place with God. And prayer puts that in position for us to get to our next step. And I want to this future can be just the next step, the next minute, the next moment, the next hour. I think we think future, when somebody say future we think about the next 10 years not just the next moment. So we have to pray. If we're doing it the way that God says, we never stop praying so we stay always praying for that next moment to God keep us covered. Amen,
2: amen, amen. areas of focus on aspect Of our husband's lives and I'm going to throw them out at you and then you can elaborate on it for us and I know you're going to do a dynamic job I know you're going to do a dynamic job one of the things that we need to pray about is for our husband's future relationships what about that one Courtney
3: I 100% agree, because it's the people that are around him that he's exposed to and the different experiences that still continue to shake him in his life. I mean, we know, like in Scripture, it talks about the company that you keep is who that you become. So you're always praying for him to be connected and surrounded in his circle to be about the people that you want to see him be, not creating something in the atmosphere that you don't want to see in him. So I think that is very necessary that we're always staying on top of, praying for the environment and the people that are around him.
2: Absolutely. Now, you've been with your husband for how many years, Courtney. Um, we're running into our 11th year. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Now, what are some of the things that you see your husband, I just said Courtney, your husband's name is Fulton, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. So what what are some of the things that you've seen over the years and how Fulton has chosen his relationships, his friendship, his co-workers, that he, you know, stays in contact with? What, what happens? What, what have you
3: seen happening? In- Well, the thing is, he stays connected with people, first of all, who want to conversate and who want to grow. It's not necessarily people who just speak a good word, but it's he can see the growth in them and they help him grow. He always says, I want to be around people who are positive. I want to be around people who grow. So he's always in that mindset himself that he's trying to become more positive and grow. Um, I think we like... Always say is a cliche. God sees the best in me, but we're never really trying to pull that best out in ourselves. So he's always trying to choose people that challenge him to be the best version of himself. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: The relationship our husbands. What should we as wives when
3: our husbands choosing? Right relationships. What should you do? What should you guide him? Uh, well, what I do is always pray that my husband has discernment as far as he can see people's heart and definitely not see people for, you know, the outside of the book that they present, because all of us have a great book cover that we put on out in public, but that God gives them the ability to discern their spirit and their heart, and he discerns what is the purpose of that connection. You know, we have this thing, it's a reason, a season, or a lifetime, so we're not holding on to people and actually holding them hostage to be around us if it is only for a limited time frame. So I pray that he's able to discern who he's supposed to be around, when he's supposed to be around them, and for how long he needs to stay connected to them.
2: So how should ladies and women, women who have just got married, how should they in the discussion with them, they see things are not going too well? Um,
3: Well, first of all, prayer is necessary in order to have that conversation. So allow the Holy Spirit to guide your tongue because we can be in flesh and we can be angry about their friends, but what we have to understand is when we go to somebody and we want to create battle, battle will automatically make them choose the situation that you're trying to fight with them on, and they won't be able to see what it is that you're bringing to the table. So sometimes, instead of telling your spouse that you don't necessarily like people that you're he around, well, just talk about the characteristics and talk about who is it that he wants to be, and then kind of just say, oh, well, what about the character of this person, or what about the integrity of this person? And if you bring it out and you can show them how that person is actually not benefiting them, but bringing out the worst version of them, and then you have to put it with them, and then you have to take it to God and just pray but they see what you see, or allow God to reveal something to you that you might need to see. Amen, amen. I like that, yeah,
2: Courtney. I like. That. Now we're talking about praying for our husband. What about his
3: mental going forward? How do we pray for that one? Ooh, now that's an everyday thing because. You know, what they say is out of the abundance of your heart is everything, but it's that mental state that can keep you from actually moving and progressing in those things. So daily I pray for my husband's mind to stay on Jesus, you know, for it to stay on the things that are of good and of God, because life throws us many, 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 many balls every day, and you have to sometimes dodge them and not look back at the dodge ball. Otherwise, you will get so focused on that dodgeball that you you can't progress, it. you just spend your whole day kicking at balls. And I really think a mental, and especially we're right here in this Mental Health Month, and I think men don't pay very much attention to their mental health because they do so many things to just relieve stress within their body, they're not addressing what caused them to be depressed, or they're not addressing what causes them for some of their negative habits that they may have, what is the real root of those issues that they have. So. You really have to pray for your husband's mind that it stays focused and it stays clear on the path that God has set for him. And it stays focused on your marriage because there's so many things outside of your marriage that they can focus on, that uh, you don't want them to focus on other priorities
2: higher than that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to ask you this on a, on a consistent basis. I also want you to speak to the lady. How do they have this situation? Uh, if they see things, you know, kind of
3: shifting in his mental state, what do you say? Mm, you said when their husband is shifting?
2: When they, when they see their husband is shifting in his mental state, you know, what kind of mm,
4: conversation okay. do
3: have with him? Um. First of all, we need to have the conversation of really some of the things that are going on in our husband's life. And like I say, if it's media that they listen too much of, or it's their friends that's pouring a lot of negativity in their head, or sometimes men get caught up in what they think they should be doing, and we need to comfort them and realize that what they're doing is already great, and God will work everything else out especially right now in this society where so many people are being laid off and, you know, men have this thing that they're supposed to be our providers. We need to remind them to take some of that weight off of them and them to shift back to God and remind them that God is both of our providers. We're one. But that's God's duty and responsibility to provide for us and we have to go back to God and say, hey, God, it was all you in the beginning. So... If we can give it back to God, we don't put that type of pressure on our husbands, and then that gives him the ability to relieve some of that pressure off of him. So a lot of times we have to have that conversation for are taking some of the pressure off of our spouses that the world has put on or if we put it on in unintentionally or intentionally some of the times, go back and take it off and actually step in as the help makes that we are and then step in and try to cover some of those issues that have come in and have war against him so that his mind can get into that place. And then, if necessary, we pray and discern if he needs to go seek some help and have a conversation with somebody. About his mental state.
2: Oh, see, you just got finished. Two things you touched on. Two things you touched <laughs> on. One of the things we got to talk about this here because, see, it makes no sense, Courtney, for us to pray for his future and we're the problem, right? So, i It's the women who send the men into this spiral. So we we want what the other wives have. I want what Sister So-and-so has. I want what my coworker has. I want this. And now we put that pressure on the husband. So now his future mental state is all compromised because he's now trying to please you. And then after he has to work another five or six hours to make this happen, now you're in the complaining mode. He's not home enough. He's not spending enough time with the kids. So now what are you what kind of mental pressure are you putting on your husband? Courtney, you gotta talk to the ladies this morning about this here. Oh, you gotta talk to the ladies.
3: Yes, 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 and and that's why I say we really have to look at ourselves, what type of pressure we've brought into our relationship, and that's why I say we have to have that conversation with God. When we're praying for our husbands, God should also be speaking to us and speaking to our hearts and say, okay, let me correct you because you're not being a good helpmate. Let me correct you because you're not protecting your husband like you should be. You are the weapon that is against him. And that's the thing. A lot of us are showing up is the weapon that's against our husband. And he don't need any more weapons against him. We should be the fence that's standing strong with him. And that means, like you say, wanting things that we should be having conversations with God about needing things that we should be waiting for God to provide. And that's why I said the pressures that we put on other people and expectations that we put on other people, and I'm not talking about this whole thing about Lord, Albar bar, and, you know, these things like that. But understand, it is a timing that these things are supposed to come, and not because somebody else, you see it and you want it. Those are the things. So, you're checking yourself and say, is it the man of god that i want that god has given me or is it the things of life that i really want and then that's when you have to say god check me correct me because we're always trying to you know grow and help our husbands develop but sometimes there's some growth and maturity that needs to occur within us
2: Absolutely! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! When you said that, I was—I was. Oh, she just beat me to the punch because I surely <laughs> was going to Because I see it all the time. I see it. I hear it all the time, and a lot of times I ask the ladies, "Well, what are you doing to add to this problem? He can't get no better if you're the one supposed to be helping him, and you're the one causing him all of the, you know, all of the weight." So, no, no. I'm yes. sorry, thank you so much. The second thing I wanted to address, which you beat me to the punch again, when we have to consider them going to a counselor or a therapist for their mental state, you know, prayer is one, is one thing, but sometimes they have to go to literally an outside source outside of this relationship to seek some type of you know, mental assistance. Let's talk about that for a minute. What, what should that be like in helping him to choose the one who is going to be his counselor?
3: Um. First of all, don't make make him think that he's less than when it comes to that. Um, a lot of people feel like if I gotta talk to somebody, I, can't, I don't have control of myself. The thing is, each and every one of us need to talk to somebody else. And some of us need to talk to somebody with some degrees or some specialties because... We have some things, and most of the time, it's the things of the past that we have not learned or we have not gained tools or skills in order how to work past. And that is the only thing that therapy and counseling is. They teach you how to use the tools or skills within yourself so that you can still function in the trials and the traumas of life. So as Wavs, that's all we need to say is go start in some of these tools and all you're doing is going to meet. My thing is, pray for your husband a good Christian counselor. So he's not going to speak to the devil and giving him some tools actually so that he brings war and hell back to the house. So pray for him. A good Christian counselor. Pray for him somebody who is going to give him skills that he can implement according to God's strategy so it actually makes the house stronger and definitely support him on the journey. Don't complain when he begins to start taking these next steps and you see a positive change in him. Give him space and give him grace. Oh,
2: party. you did it again. You did it again, Courtney. That is so <laughs> crucial. You know, because a lot of times we pray for change. And then when the change comes, Courtney, we're twisted. Well, oh, we can't handle it. Oh, it looks different. He's different. They're different. It's different. And now we end up working against the positive, you know, aspects. Mm. Life, the positive aspects of change, and you know that was that was key. That was key to you know also you know praying that you know he takes the advice that he's given. Right, you're not gonna, yeah. you're gonna spend the time there. And now he comes out the same way he went in or worse. <laughs> you know, so ladies, you know, that's why you have to stay in prayer over your husband and over yourself. We're going to get to that too. Yes. Everybody. You know, stay in, just really stay in prayer for your husband. Here's another area, you know, um, uh, uh Courtney, that a lot of men Are going through They are finding A great deal of difficulty With integrity And being a man of his And you know Praying for our husband's future Means to include That As one of the primary Things that Becomes altered In his life What are we talking about here When we're talking about praying For uh, his integrity
3: um, I believe the thing is we have to know that those characteristics were there in the beginning because a lot of times we may people who might be a little shady or a little crooked in the beginning, so we gotta start praying that their future person God actually comes in and straighten out their crooked ways and then we gotta start praying that like you said, we're not the instigator of this integrity issue that we're encouraging them to you know do some six flyways just to get the things that we want and then we come back and beat them up about the things that we've pushed them into Ooh. doing so that's that's the cautionary part in the beginning and Like we always say, when we're praying for somebody else, God is always going to have a conversation to us about ourselves too. You know, we're always praying for other people to change and other people to grow. And sometimes God says, well that person is doing what they're doing because you need to grow in a specific area yourself. So, and sometimes God is saying, You are being judgmental because you got some other issues that's going on with you as well at the same time. So in that integrity lane, it could be a slippery slope if we're not making sure we have our right spiritual eyes. Because a lot of times we judge people based on our level of integrity. And our integrity is not really necessary when it needs to be. So we got to be cautious on that. But also we need to go to God's Word and say, What is integrity? What did God say integrity was? And it is when your word is spoken. That's what we're talking about. The word, the word, when we give the word. When God says this is the word, it never comes back void. So if you give out the word, that means there should be some return on that word all the time. So your word is God's word. It never comes back void. It never comes back empty And that is really what integrity is. You say you're going to do something. You say you're going to be somewhere. And that is what it means. It is you are returning and doing what your words is. So it's the action and the word put together. And a lot of times, we need to just practice silence and not put so many words out. We talk more than we actually um, do action. And a lot of times, we just need to commit to the action and not the talking.
2: Woo, Courtney. Oh, my goodness. Uh, As you were talking, I was saying to myself, okay, so you've been asking, you know, okay, how do we address this? And for some reason, I was like, maybe we just need to be quiet sometimes. (laughs) You know, everything, you know, especially when, you know, we have, and I want you to talk about this to our ladies. We have this habit, and... You, okay, so here's, here's the scenario I like to give. So, you know he left the house and he said he was going to do something. And you know for a fact that's not where he went or that's not what he did. And we're standing at the door. Can't wait for him to cross over the threshold so that we can say, where you been? Now we know, Courtney, he going to lie. Why are we asking where you been, opposed to praying for this situation and asking God how to move forward. Why are you instigating, I'll use your word, this lie? Why are you instigating him to break the word when you already know he lied? So now he should further break the word by continuing this lie, because you already standing at the door, patting your feet. He can't even get in and say hello. Courtney, please help the ladies.
3: Maybe something you could
2: say this morning. You know, well, gonna- it's
3: something my grandmother used to say. She said, "All truth don't need to be spoken." So my thing is, if that lie. Does not need to be elevated or revealed or discussed to edify God's kingdom. While you having that discussion, is that lie going to destroy your marriage? Is that lie going to change anything in your household? If that lie is not going to fix anything, stop. That's not a battle that needs to even be entered in. Okay. Okay, he might have went somewhere because he feels like he can not have a drink at home, or he might have went somewhere because you nagged him about a certain behavior that he has, and that's the only place where he could go do it. And the thing is, that's why I say sometimes you have to allow people space and grace because we hold them too accountable. The only person that says in the Bible that don't lie is God. Each and every one of us got a line bone in us. Whether it's from omission or attention, no, reason. each one of us got a lion bone in us. So why are we challenging somebody else for the bone that each and every one of us have? So you're trying to hold them accountable to God. The worst is, the only person that don't lie is God. So now... If you know that, and you're aware of that, and we're a reality check with ourselves, you know, I know all of us believe we ain't never lied to nobody, we never told it, but you, you left something off, you didn't tell the whole story, somewhere in the world, you know, you even got a little bit more creative or elaborate with it than necessary. So, if it is the challenge of the lie does not change the alignment and agreement in your marriage, and you can still walk together, be quiet. Mm. I like
2: that. I like that. Now, Courtney, I need you to repeat your grandmother's phrase. I missed part of it. What did grandma used to say? Okay.
3: My grandmother used to say, all truth does not need to be spoken. All truth? Because if the truth is, all truth does not need to be spoken.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Just want to make sure I got it correct. Okay, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it's it's a nice way of of putting the question that I've been asking cuz I have been dying to know why. And you know, it's so funny because I speak to a lot of young women and they're like cuz I just want to I just want to see
0: why you
2: know they're going to lie. What you saying? So no, you want to argue. <laughs> You want to pick with him. That's why You don't just want to see if he's going to lie. Because when he left the house and he said, I'm going over to such and such a place. And you know, he's not, more than likely he's not coming home and telling you that on his own, that, you know, I really didn't go to such and such a place. But again... If we go before the Lord and we keep that before the Lord, we don't know when God will turn that around. And, and and one of the things that we don't think about is, you know, a lot of times this is the way they entered into this relationship. So you already knew this is what he was doing. But you married him anyway. So now you mad? Yes. You How you
3: mad? I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, you cannot marry somebody and expect them to change. Saying I do does not change person. Oh, okay. It just says I'm committed to the way that you are right now. And that is That's what right we have to realize. <laughs> I am committed to the way that you are right now. Because I believe you have to say I do to your spouse daily because you're constantly committing to the different version they become every day. Wow,
2: Courtney, I like that. I like that. Ladies, are you listening? I like that, Courtney. Nice point. Nice point. Nice point. Okay. For those who are looking to have children, we're Mm -hmm. praying for our husband's future as a good father. Let's talk about that for a minute.
3: Well, first of all, we got to pray for the little boy injuries that are already within him. So his little boy hurt does not come out in fatherhood. Because a lot of times what happens, they overcompensate for things that happened for them in their childhood, and it does not turn out well for their child. So you have to pray that they have examples around them good examples. So you have to pray that they have an environment, they have figures so that they can look at it as a father to emulate that. you got to pray, first of all, that they even want to be a father. A lot of people keep in oh. relationships where they don't even have that conversation, and um. then they try to force them, catch them. So a lot of times we want, want to make sure, because if you force somebody to be, become something that they don't know how to be or don't want to be, then you expect them to be good at it. That that's not going to happen. So that is the conversation you need to have with God. First, is this something that my husband has the capacity or the want to become? And then that's where the reality check is. And then after that happens, start praying for him to have people around him that give him that example that needs to be. And to be definitely healed where he is not fathering from his little boy hurt, the little person in him. We all need to make sure that we're praying. That our husbands are healed, old men, not working from a place of hurt.
2: Wow, wow, wow. You know, Courtney, I, I have said to women, All right, so if he can be a good mate to you, how's he a good father? And we miss this a lot of times. (laughs) And the reason why I bring that up is because of what you said about him operating as a hurt little boy. We're already Mm -hmm. dealing with that hurt little boy when we're in a relationship with him.
4: Mm-hmm. He
2: has not addressed or the issues that he has um that has experienced have not been addressed, so this stuff gets carried into adulthood into his dating into the marriage, and we're not thinking now we want we get married, and now we're on to fatherhood, and I'm saying if he did not take care of the your the first relationship. How is he taking care of any subsequent
3: relationships? Am I crazy? <laughs> uh, no. Because the thing is we still have that voice in us that allow and that's where we're operating for from. And that's why I say we have not put what his word says, we have not become a man and put away those childish things because we're still operating from that childish place. And I, I mean, it's funny, I had a conversation with my daughter the other day about what maturity is. And I told her maturity is about an age. I said maturity is a choice to put away things that cause us to act outside of God. And when we act outside of God, that means we're acting as the little girl or the little boy within us. We're still thinking that we can do that do those things and it's okay it's not okay anymore so those are things and that's why I say we need to recognize where we need some support and we need some help and that's why I say praying for somebody's future is praying them out of a childish place and hoping that they mature and develop and grow. And that's why I say, you have to know who you're marrying. Are you marrying? A lot of women want little boys because they want to be their mamas. They want to tell them what to do. But then if you want oh. to be their mama, you do need to ask them to have children too. Because oh. you're going to be mad because you're raising a little boy. But a little boy is never going to be an adult and raise kids himself. Wow. I of the wife, out of the necessity to tell folks what to do, that means that man is never going to be able to be a father.
2: Oh, my goodness. I was just having this conversation the other day with someone about, you know, choosing the man that you're going to rule, that you're going to run over, you're going to boss around. And you mm-hmm. really address that. Also, so that that is something that we really need to really focus on, and I, I like when you said, make sure you have this conversation, because a lot of times, you know, they're not concerned with that, but that's what
0: you want.
2: So, ladies, listen up, listen up. There's a whole lot of gems being dropped here this morning. All right, Courtney, praying for your husband's future. His
3: peace. Oh, my mm. goodness. Mm. What are mm. we talking about? And, you know, we, it's funny you say that because this morning... I- I was waking up, and I was like, okay, is she going to want me to pray, are we going to have a talk, or are we going to have a conversation? And I said, God, why do I pray in the morning? Why is that one of the things that I do to come to have a conversation with you? And I truly believe the reason that is, because I want a positive atmosphere already set in the morning before my husband even wakes up, so it's less of the fleshly me, and more of the spiritual me, so we're not already getting into that fleshly growl in the morning. So If we begin that, we've already set out the plan for our future day, for that harmony and that peace, because we've set that atmosphere where we've already invited the Holy Spirit to already guide that household that morning. So... This, this is necessary. And and we gotta make sure we take A wine in the morning and that take our in the morning, plotting and planning already against our husband before we wake up, you know, how we going manipulate him into doing something. And i was okay. like, to hey, make sure we're not inviting witchcraft and in that manipulative spirit in the house and we actually are truly inviting, you know, the Holy Spirit to say, Okay, Lord, I just want peace to be in my household today. I just want joy to be in my household today. You know, whatever conversations I don't need to have, that's not for me. It's for you to work it out. And a lot of times we're waking up with the mindset, "Well, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get dressed, I'm gonna get nice, and I'm gonna, you know, try to manipulate them into doing the things that I want to, and that's why I say with the spirit of manipulation, that P R E Y, that's you know, if you trying to work it out versus you allowing God to work it out, the P R A Y kinda of burst. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You know, Courtney. Boy, did you? T- you're touching on some stuff this morning. You know,
4: well, you stirring I- it up.
2: <laughs> what you say? I did. Mean, you throwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is the stuff that we don't think about, that you're talking about here. And a lot of times, you know, we don't understand that when we get up and we start our day off with prayer, it sets the atmosphere. And when we get up and we're worried about this and that, that and this, again... It goes back to that conversation I was talking about that you have with your husband. You know, I saw this car that I wanted. Now, you know good and well. This is the first thing you're meeting him with this morning? That's that, That's supposed to be a peaceful morning? He can't even get the cup of coffee or the bagel before you're talking about all your wants all the things that you saw, what you looked at on Housewives of Atlanta last night and all the things that they wanted. And it is the first thing you address him with this morning, Mm -hmm. opposed to praying for his peace, opposed to Mm -hmm. you providing a peaceful environment because, again, he's already going out to fight the world. So now you've already set the tone before he, he could even leave the home and you want him to drive to work or ride to work or travel to work with a peace of mind when you've already destroyed that peace because now in his head he's trying to figure out how he's going to accommodate all of the things that you woke up with this morning.
4: How do we
2: get up with stuff in the morning? And we don't understand that that is disturbing his peace, but yet we're upset when he needs to go get that drink. (laughs) Where he needs to go be out with the boys. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you're not even thinking. So that's why I said you're touching on so much this morning because there's so many things to think about. That peace is so essential. And you have to pray for the future peace because we don't know what's coming down the pipeline, Courtney. We don't know. yes. We don't
4: know yeah, what's from coming our way. The known
3: down. and the unknown things in the world. Oh yes, Lord, protect us every moment from those things. Yes, our peace of right. mind. And people don't realize right. your peace of mind. Uh, most of the time, yes. we give away our peace of mind. No, we give yes. it away. Yes. We give it away. So you're right, we. And what you were over talking over. about? Um, you were talking about, I want to make sure that women understand, even the men who work from home, just because he don't leave the house don't mean to not in peace. You know, right. if he has to interact with people in any type of way, you don't need him to bring that drama to the table where he's snapping at people or angry or agitated because his whole pressure you know, it's something that you put on him. You just got to think of it as a pressure cooker. You don't turn the stove on, and now it starts to shake, and the bell starts to ding. It doesn't have a choice but all of a sudden start whistling at some point. And I think it's probably old style pressure cookers. Y'all probably don't know nothing about <laughs> but actually do all the hissing and the ringing, and the bell start ringing when the pressure reaches, you know, where the point that it's time to turn it off the stove and take the top off. And that's how when we're not praying appropriately on how to actually be in control of our own mouth before we wake up. And that's why that prayer is the crucial piece in the morning so we're not waking up with the negativity and cutting away that piece is so crucial because we're not turning on the stove and tightening up the top on our husband.
2: Right, right, right. And I'm glad you brought up that dynamic of of someone who works from home, you know, which is, to me, even more temperamental and more Mm -hmm. crucial because he doesn't have the outlet. It's all in the home. So if you've already set the tone for the home in the morning and he has to work underneath that, ooh. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for bringing that up, Courtney. We really got to be careful of what we do so that we don't have him in that environment all day. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. What about praying for his future finances?
3: Yes, 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 yes. And I think we just assume that. People, as they grow up, they know that thing. And, and I think that's a bad assumption that we make. We need to start praying that, first of all, he's a good steward of whatever God gives him, but definitely finances, you know, that he puts himself in that place. And when we talk about finances, it needs to be about credit. It needs to be talked about investments. It needs to be talking about, you know, how you make trust, how you make will, that whole component. So it's going to God to just say, hey, help him be exposed to that information and us be able to come back and have a conversation about it, how it works for our household. And then we just need to have a reality check sometime about where we are, what we bring in, what we do. Because sometimes we need to just make some shifts and changes in our life. You know, we've got so caught up in doing something one way, and don't realize there's a better way to do it, a better way to make it, especially in the society and world that we live in now. So we just need to pray to be able to shift and make changes as God gives us that revelation.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I'm going back to my question. You know, if we don't see this uh, good stewardship from our husband over the finances, how do we approach this this matter, how do we converse with him about this here, outside of prayer, our part, our part, what do we
3: do, how do we do it? Well, first of all, God will reveal to us in the household where, first of all, we probably should have had that conversation before we got married, who's going to be in charge of it, who's the better steward anyway? Um... So if you have not had that conversation, that means you probably need to go visit an accounting or somebody in budgeting. First of all, seek that outside person to look at it so you have somebody unbiased to give you an opinion. And I think that's the first thing. Go to an unbiased person so you're not going to your husband nagging them about it. Actually go to somebody and let them give you a financial plan and let them give it to you for real, for real. You know, so that you can see where the holes and the mistakes and everything is. And don't walk away from that saying, oh, I told you so, or I knew it was this bad. Just say, okay, now where do we go from here? What is the good in this, and how can God straighten this out? And if we can say that, that is, I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't panic enough, or I don't function enough. I always just say, okay, God, where can we go from here? I done made a big mess, it's a hot mess. So God, can we go? How can we go from here? So that way, now you're not putting judgment on their bad stewardship. You're saying, okay, how do we go from here? How is God going to work this out? Should I take it over? Should we have somebody professional take it over? Because it might be neither one of the people are good stewards. And so that's where God has sometimes to get us some professional help. We might have to have help with our finances. And there are a lot of free entities that can be used. So it's not about, now i got to make up more money because i got to go get somebody to do this for me. Right. right.
2: <laughs> to jack up the finances even further.
3: <laughs> right, right, right,
0: right.
2: Absolutely, Courtney, absolutely. Let's talk about praying for his future. His future
3: purpose. Mm, Yes. Now, I like the way his purpose. A lot of times we take our purpose and try to make our purpose his purpose. So this goes back to always, I keep saying, these are conversations that should happen at the beginning of a marriage, saying, how do you see God calling you to do something? Where is it God calling you to be? And we do realize that purpose may shift at some point so we should be really stay connected to that because Our prayer should always be we stay in alignment and agreement walking with each other. And it does not mean we have the same purpose, but we should be walking to the same end destination. That means all of our purposes should be walking with God, who is walking with us in our marriage. So we have to just define that making sure our purposes do not be... The enemy that disconnect us. And when I say that, our purpose keeps us working so much that we don't even be active or present in our household. And that's where we have to catch ourselves. Even when we're out doing ministry and doing God's work, are we serving the ministry of home first? So we have to just put a check on our purpose are we just focusing on our purpose, or have we become focusing on, you know, the accolades and the other things of the world? So when we begin to pray for our husband's purposes, we still need to have a plan to be able to say, okay, how do we still fulfill all of these other ministries that God so we are supposed to have the ministry of our family, the ministry of our marriage, the ministry of our kids, and still those relationships still standing strong within that purpose of what that looks like. And I'll say that that looks different for each and every marriage. So we don't need to try to do this cookie-cutter version and do everything that everybody else does. We have to have that internal conversation with the people
4: who it
3: involves. Oh, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. You know, a lot of times we're trying to pattern, you know, our lives, our marriages around other people, what we see, what we mm-hmm. hear. And that it becomes so disastrous. And, you know, so it's good that, you know, you nailed that, you know, put that right there. Because, you know, a lot of times now we lose focus because we, again, we want to do and we want to look like everybody else. And now we have an issue because it ain't working. Well, it's not for us. So that's why it's Mm -hmm. not working not working oh we coming down Courtney we coming down oh my goodness you are just you are really just nailing this stuff here one of the things that I also wanted to talk about was praying that everything he does prospers
3: Mm, yes yes and and I like that you said that prosper because a lot of times we do it. we have created so much busy work in our life that we're, yep. we're so tired, but there's nothing to show for our tired. So yep. I do. I, I I I I'm. When you said that, it makes me laugh because um, people used to say, "Tell my husband you're the hardest working man, the hardest working man." I said, "Don't let people put that on you."
4: So I said, because you
3: don't want to be the hardest working man. I said, you want to be the prosperous working man. (laughs) Yeah, you want everything that you do to come back prosperous. And that's what we have to pray over our husbands, that they're not just having a busy day. Right, right. They're actually having prosperity. They're actually having peace. They're actually in a place that they enjoy and find, you know, actually working in their purpose, and they're on fire for it because – a lot of people are places they don't want to be. And it really is draining their souls. And that's why I say that prosperity is not just about financial prosperity. It's about... Right. Their peace, prosperity, their peace should be growing, not just their finances. You know, the joy of what they're doing should grow. When they come home, it should be an excitement to tell you about what they have done and what they are doing. And don't get me wrong. There are things that we have to do in order to get other places. We have not enjoyed every task that we have had to do in our life. But the overall abundant umbrella to prosper, that means there should be some joy into what we're doing. That should be, because otherwise, you know, we're going to keep jumping from thing to thing to thing until we find it. So in order to have prosperity, you got to have that peace, and you got to have that joy. Um, when I think about it, I think about um, God's plan for us. God's plan for us, it says in Jeremiah, is to have prosperity, and his prosperity talks about a hope and a future, so everything that we do should be about hope, and everything that we should do should be about our future, so it should always be about building legacy, everything, so that's what prosperity is, that legacy building component, that component of everything I'm doing, I'm hoping that God blesses in a mighty way. And that's what prosperity looks like. So what I'm praying for my husband is not just everything that he touches, every thought that he has, every implementation. So it's the positive prosperity of his day is alive. So it's saying God is guiding his feet into the doors where prosperity lays. Amen. Amen. I
2: got two more areas. that we got ten more minutes to cover. One (laughs) is future
3: as a leader. All right. What
0: we
3: got? And, well, a future as a leader, it starts off at home. I think we, a lot of times, are trying to position our husbands. Um, and, and that's wrong anyway because we're trying to position them instead of letting God position them. You know, we want them to be on these boards or in these places or seen by these people so it can open doors for us or we can be seen by the other ladies or people in the communication because this is where we want them to be positioned. So we really need to pray that God positions them in the place for the talents and the skills that they have to be able to lead who it is they want to lead. So... The thing is, if he is not being a good leader in the household, not being a good husband, how can he go out in the street and lead other people? That's the thing, because that means there is a lot of hypocrisy going on, and a lot of that is going on in leadership. They're able to go out in the street and talk and have a good conversation, but their walk and their life does not line up with that. So if anybody ever actually truly sees them, it, they become a hypocrite, and that's why I say we have to be careful of pushing leadership when people have not learned to walk that language. And that's why God hasn't matured us. He hasn't taken through us through that thing in order to lead anybody else through it. And that's the key. We really have to pray, what has God taken us through? What is God doing for us? give him strength, and then when he gets in a leader position, are we able to be that support and help that we need to be when he gets in that position?
2: Amen, amen, amen. Well, the Bible says, you know, how can you lead the house of God when you can't even lead your home? Because like you said, it mm-hmm. starts out. And we got a lot of that going on. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. You know, even in the workplace, you know, I always the yeah. You know, you know they're bossing everybody around, but when the wife calls, you know it's yes, hun. You know so she running at home, and you because you don't have that authority at home because you don't have that leadership at home. Now you bossing everybody, making everybody's life miserable on the job. So like you said, it all mm-hmm. starts at home. If that's out of kilter, then everything in that leadership arena is going to be out of kilter. The last area I mm-hmm. talk about is praying for your future, your husband's future in regards to his relationship with the Lord.
3: Mm. Ooh, that should have almost been the first one. Hey, man. And <laughs> I think that is very key. <laughs> and the reason I say that, that's very key because when your relationship is out of whack with God, it shows everywhere. So Right. If you don't have a good relationship with God, it's going to be hard to have a good relationship with your spouse, your kids, anybody else because you don't really have a definition of what love is. Because if if you've got a relationship with God, you understand what love is because you understand the grace and the mercy that God gives you every day. Then you're able to give it to other people you understand how god empowers you you understand because a lot of times i hear people say oh i'm gonna cut this person off because they did so and so and so to me and then you have to have a conversation with you remember you just did that to god yesterday
4: so i was trying to have a
3: conversation with you and you didn't answer the phone you just did that to god yesterday and if god cuts you off to the point that you stop breathing or your heart stopped working that means God would treat you like you treat other people, and I think that amplifies our relationships when we can say, okay, how I treat God, if he treated me the way that I treat the other people around me, I would not be able to breathe today. And so it makes us have an adjustment in our attitude, really, to where we can be a little bit more positive, and let me put a disclaimer around this. We can forgive everybody, but everybody does not have to be in the same place in our lives again. Oh. And I'm gonna say that. So thank you. It is. Yes, some people have hurt you to the point that they don't need to be in that same place anymore, but you need to forgive them. You don't have to have the same conversations with them. You don't have to hang out with them the way that you used to, but you need to forgive them. You cannot just cut them off and not have conversations. There needs to be a forgiveness talk, and then there needs to be a place where you can just say, God, I really... So to check in that place to see if you're really in alignment with God, because... God says when we come to him and we repent, he forgives us, and it, that thing is gone. He don't keep reminding us about it. So some of it is forgiving ourselves. But the thing is, when we reach that place with God, we are in total forgiveness. We are in total repentance. So allow people to have that forgiveness and repentance from us as well.
2: Amen. Wow. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Overall, yeah, and 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 I purposely, you know, despite the fact that I do agree with the fact that, you know, that needs to that's always the priority, you know, when we look at how we prioritize, the first relationship that we need to have is our relationship with God, because like you said, it sets the tone for our relationship with the spouse, the relationship with the children, the relationship with our extended family, the relationship job so I do agree but I leave I I, most times I leave that for last because a lot of times some people get get it twisted and I wanted you to bring out all those other things and I like that with way the way you handled everything I love that at the end I love it almost it's, it's almost like what you said led up to what you ended with what we ended with and You know, you have done, it's almost like, I'm going to be honest with you, I have had, you know, so many conversations with um, the people that come on, on this broadcast, and I enjoy all of you so much, but it was almost like you were prepared today. Like, I gave you the list Okay, Courtney, this is what we're going to talk about today. I don't know. I just felt like you were, like, right on top of it. Before I could even finish getting it out, you already had what you were going to say. And thank God he cleared up these airwaves because it was horrible at the beginning. But you had so much to give us. We could not get that interrupted oh my goodness that could not be interrupted with all of that noise and that um stuff in the background so thank god he cleared it up you have done a phenomenal job um just relaying uh, all of these um points in regards to praying for our husband's future so i want you to close with an overall um, based on everything you've said today, everything we've talked about, how are you closing today with the importance of praying for our husband's future?
3: Mm, everything that I see just pray today. Since we're still in the early morning, if you have not prayed, women, yet, if you've your husband has already stepped out the door, start praying that his steps become ordered by God. Every step that he takes takes the ordered steps, and that means his mental steps, his emotional steps, you know, his steps that he takes with the kids today, his steps that he takes at jobs today. Start praying for godly ordered steps and then start praying for his obedience to walk into those steps and begin to implement it so that he grows into the man that God wants him to be. So you're not so concentrating on what you want. And as he grows into the man that God wants him to be, it will develop and stretch you into becoming the woman that he needs you to be, to be the helpmate that he has called you to be. Amen. Man, oh my goodness,
2: this has been fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, boy. What a blessing it was to have you back on with us, and I I hope you accept my future. (laughs) God spells (laughs) our our future uh, invitation to actually join us again today again in the future again as he spares our life because this was this was phenomenal this was phenomenal i can't thank you enough for just blessing our lives this morning and um you know again you do grief counseling so you do you want to leave your contact information with us this morning
3: Um, sure, sure, sure. You can, um, the easiest way to find me is just put out the relationship service station. You'll come up with my website. You'll come up with my Facebook. You'll come up with my LinkedIn. So you'll come up with my social media. If you put, just put in the relationship service station, you'll come up with YouTube where there are a lot of free resources out there. And I definitely always tell people to go get the research resources that people offer free first. So you can learn who they are and learn what they do. So if if you didn't know I'm a um a godly coach <laughs> um I believe in godly strategies to do everything so you just meet me there and I'll meet you where you are to help you on this journey of life that we could call so you can thrive and I have to always thank you for making sure you don't give me a list of questions so I'm not sitting here pre-prepared and wrote. You, you allow the Holy Spirit really to work in me when you Am. Have, have me on the line. So I thank yes, you for stirring it. that up in me this morning. <laughs> amen, amen,
2: amen. I know you have stirred us up this morning. I know you stirred me up and I'm sure there are others who feel the same way because, like I said, it just felt like you were prepared this morning. I never, this is, this is a, a, a broadcast where we're always off the cuff. We have nothing prepared. There are so many times when I have, like, a topic, and be- before we could even get there, it has taken off. So even the planned topic doesn't even get addressed a lot of times. So I guess just give God thanks for your obedience. And you're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and dictate what you give us. So you 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 have been a blessing again to us. Thank you so very much, Courtney. And we pray you have a blessed day. We'll talk soon.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: All righty. Enjoy. Okay. Oh my goodness. I loved it I was so upset when all of that noise was in the beginning Oh, I was like, it's killing me And I was like, alright God, you're have to do something Because she's saying such good stuff And we can't hear this Or we got to hear all of this other stuff So it was fantastic uh, Courtney did a fantastic job So giving God thanks for her You know, when we ended Friday We ended with Uh You know, the men were on, and we uh, spoke to Brother Al briefly, and, you know, he gave us, you know, some information as to what was going to happen on Saturday. And uh, I have him and our lady Tamika on the phone this morning, and, you know, they've been with us. Well, Al's been with us from the very beginning And Tamika joined us, you know, a little later during 2020. And they've both been on a journey, on a ministerial journey together. Now, I don't know if they've ever been on this journey together before, but all I know is they've been on this ministerial journey with us here and have blessed our lives um, abundantly here on this due time with Pastor Steph. And, you know, everybody knew that after a while, that uh, they were dating And then you know Some of us found out that they were engaged So I have them on this morning Good morning Chop
1: chop of the morning Chop chop of the morning
2: Good morning Good morning good morning.
0: So I only hear one
2: voice Where's the other voice? Monday
0: Monday morning <laughs> All of the festivities Have transpired I'm a little <laughs> oh, okay, I thought we weren't gonna get that this morning. I thought
2: you had you know you were above that <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <But> <laughs> thank you, God, that uh, we still got our Monday morning jingle in there, so you know you have an announcement to make, so I'll stop talking so you can speak.
3: <laughs> yes, just wanted to let everybody know, just in case they had not been aware
2: that I is married now.
3: <laughs> There's no <laughs>
2: more Tamika Evans Jones. I am now <laughs> the happily married Tamika Bynum. <laughs> wow! Wow! What say you, brother Al?
1: Oh yes, it is. A- glorious and ordained by God. And um, I'm so happy and proud to have Tamika as my wife. So we've we been we past the dating stage, the engaged stage, now to the marry under God stage. And I'm looking forward to the journey.
2: Amen, amen, and amen. Congratulations from You know, the listeners, I I have to tell you, I have had questions, you know, are they going to get married or when they're going to get married. Um, the, The questions have been there, and that's why I wanted you all to make your own announcement. Did you happen to hear the segment that we just came out of? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know if you said y'all married, y'all don't listen until it's time to be on. (laughs) I'll make the things change. (laughs) You know, I'll give you an opportunity opportunity to just, you know, talk about, you know, just, just, just give us a word regarding being that you're brand new to this, you know, did that help you understand something that you did not understand or did it help enhance, you know, a thought that you you did have? Um and uh, you know what, I'm going to start with you brother Al purposely you know, she talked about Courtney talked about praying for your husband's future, and why do you think that's important overall? That Tamika, now you know, now that you had that wife that can be praying for you. You know, you two spoke about that um, this this during the the wedding, um, and the festivities. You know, why is that so important for you to have a wife that's praying for your future now?
1: Oh man, cause now now that's two of us. <laughs> you know, we it's strengthening numbers. And um and by prayer for my future is also now it's her future as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's benefiting for, for for both of us, you know, and um um it's a great thing. It's a great thing. So now we got double the power coming. <laughs>
2: Uh, amen, amen. Did you hear something that sh- that Courtney said that kind of raised your eyebrow and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't even think about, you know, when a woman prays or when a wife prays for her husband's, you know, any of those areas, did Did anything come across where it was like, oh, wow, I, you know what, That that's good stuff right there.
1: Um, I would say, you know, it, it, it was such a great topic and very timely because Me and Tamika already do that, praying for each other. We pray every morning, even if uh, one time Tamika went out of town to see her family, and we made sure we called each other on the phone. We stopped everything we were doing that morning and called each other on the phone and began to pray. And, you know, so I was like, wow, you know, she's hitting so much stuff on on the head. And one thing that she did touch on that I'm hoping that the women listen, where, like you said, Sometimes you have to take that step back, you know, and and also um, how you start things in the morning, how that will make my day go when I'm leaving at the door. So mm-hmm. if you might have said um, you needed me to fix something and, you know, I just got a little tied up and I forgot. So now here I am getting up in the morning and you getting on my case. Wow, mm-hmm. I asked you to fix that drawer there, the drawer is still broken and you didn't fix it yet. And we talked about this, this and that. Now you just got my day ruined as I walk out the door.
4: Mm. You know, so
1: it's something it's something that you definitely have to be careful with, uh, you know, because again, that person can walk out the door, something bad can happen. He'd be like, oh wow, and I was just getting on him about that stupid draw or something like that. So I I, mm. I thought that was very very important, and not just for sort the of women, for both, for men and anyway. women. So I think that's very important. You know, very, very very important.
3: very, very important.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Lady Tamika, you know, Courtney said a lot. Oh, my goodness. She said a lot. And, you know, what came across to you most this morning in regards to praying for your husband's future? Um. Well, mostly, one of the things that I like that she said is that marriage doesn't change an individual. You know, mm-hmm. and every day because we are, um, things change. You know, you wake up in the morning, something happened last night, you know. Um and we need we as women, oh my God, it's so crucial that we guard what we're looking at, who we align ourselves with, you know, you got that girlfriend <laughs> Okay, so I'm married. Why am I talking to? Why are all my female friends single? Oh, you should do this. You should handle that. And I'm taking advice from somebody who's never been aligned, from from somebody who's never been God governed, you know. And so I'm taking advice from her. Oh, you should handle your marriage this way. You should take your. Wait a minute. You don't even live the life that I'm living, for one. Uh, number two, she did not mention it, but it's crucial. We, you know, especially for someone who sits at home. I work from home, you know, and so I have access to a television if I want to, you know, and shows like BET, her or uh, what's another one, Lifetime, where. Day in and day out, over and over, over, there are all types of things that transpire. He did this, and, you know, she she did this, and snap is another one, you know, um, the female version. Those things feed your spirit and your soul. And so um, I'm, I'm even going back to different things that have played, because I do listen to the old broadcasts where we talked about, you know, praying for my husband's this. I employ I any female that is going through the walk to listen to those things because they're crucial to mm. your current relationship. Right. Um, and so it's important that you pray for you, pray for your spouse. It's crucial that you pay for, pray for his future because his future, everything that aligns his future ultimately affects you. And so you need to be on point so that we can be on point.
0: Amen, amen, amen Well, God
2: bless you too We give God thanks that, you know, we were able to be a part of that You know, even a smaller part of that journey um, You know, with the two of you And to know that you have landed here You know, as Mr. and Mrs. You know, we give God thanks and we are very proud of you We salute you We're happy for you And we pray you have a blessed beginning a blessed middle, and a blessed ending. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you oh, so yes. much. I just wanted
2: to say okay. something really quick before we go. Oops.
0: <laughs> okay, sure.
2: Um, I I just wanted to say thank you because anyone that's been listening that's been a fervent listener, you know, when you first brought me on, I said, well, you know, Al and I are not married. We're dating. You know, this is why that. Portion was important to guard yourself, govern your heart, because it doesn't happen overnight, and you, as the woman, need to get yourself ready. You know, it doesn't happen when you get married. It happens years before. And when God is moving, he does things in a miraculous way. And so if you have got God as your head, trust and believe you cannot go wrong.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you. You're welcome, amen, amen, And I only do you know what the Lord has given me to do, you know you were a listener, you listened all the time, and you know the Lord just had me invite you on and then you ended up being a due time crew member, <laughs> you know, and I can't thank you enough for just being obedient to what God uh called you to do and to know that. That's why when I stood up on Saturday, I said, we have a special relationship. I don't care what happened with any one of your people. The three of us have a special relationship.
0: We do. We have a special
2: relationship. Because, you know, a lot of of marriages, you don't minister together. And Mm -hmm. to watch you Mm -hmm. grow on on the broadcast was an amazing experience. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for all you taught everybody else. And watching what they could view week by week, you know we know a whole lot happens behind the scenes. But what you allowed, you know, the listeners to be invited into was 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 really was a blessing. So thank you, thank you, and we deem you too a blessing to our lives. We pray for you um, continually. You again have a blessed one. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you.
1: Amen. 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 Yes, All yes. right. And Pastor Steph, I'm sorry, I just. I just want to give one quick advice to the to the listeners who who are uh, going toward this journey of uh, dating and going towards marriage. My my advice to you is to let God guide you. Period. Nothing else. No friends. No family. Let God Amen. guide you and and pray. And prayer works. I'm telling you. Um, when I got to the venue, um, our wedding was starting at four o'clock. I got to the venue at 12, and everybody wondered, why did you get there so early? And nobody knew to read. My purpose of getting there early was to pray and anoint that building and everybody that was in that building. So I walked around yeah. from the building praying on the inside and the outside, and to anoint, because I know the devil, the enemy was going to be busy. I already knew that. So I did that. And, um, and, and like you said, and listen to God. There, there was one time real quick, there was one time where I got up. Me and Tamika did our normal prayer, and I was—I got up a little bit late. I was rushing to get to work, and as I'm getting myself and getting, you know, and I said, "Okay, Bailey, I gotta go." And, and Tamika stopped me. I said, "What happened?" She come in the back room. She come running back out there with some oil. She said, "Oh, God told me to anoint you before you go out the door." So I—I I, I was obedient. I stopped everything, even though I was running late, and I let, allowed her to do what God told her to do, and then I went out the door. So. Please listen to God. He will not steer you wrong. Adam in your life. Listen, and everything will go smoothly.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that piece of advice. Thank you. And we pray you to have a blessed day.
1: Okay, you too.
2: Thank you. That's thank all. you. All right, thank you. Ah, uh, we got our switch tip that we have to immediately go into, and we give God thanks for those words of encouragement, advice, and good morning, Shanti. Good morning. Good morning. You're truly at the top of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. What you got for us today?
3: Today I have the switch for Shanties
2: where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And we're at Switch Tip 150, and it is don't be a stumbling block. You know, we hear this a lot, especially, you know, in the beginning of a lot of our walks. You know, we learn, you know, it can't be a stumbling block. You can't help to mess up other people. One day I went to pick my niece up from school, and we were walking back home, and there was a couple of tree branches on the ground. And she just said, Auntie, why did those branches fall? And immediately as soon as she asked me, it brought me to John fifteen one through 2A. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. Now, don't ask me why immediately, while my head was there because it's not like her and I was talking. I didn't just have Bible study with someone. But those verses... In regards to Jesus being the true vine, and we have to stay connected to Him in order to produce fruit, so on and so forth, has been sticking with me for the past few months. And I was like, I don't know, my ear in the because of the season. And as soon as I was answering her, I tripped over the branch. Now, I saw the branch,
4: <laughs> it was
2: there. Before I got there, I saw it. And even if I didn't see it, she brought my attention to it when she asked me, Auntie, why do these branches fall from the tree? And somehow I still end up tripping over the branch almost with my life. And as soon as I did that and kind of laughed, like, how did I just trip over this branch? I saw about 15 feet before I even got to it. Immediately I was like, you can't be a stumbling block. Again, if you going to ask me how this immediately came to my mind, I cannot tell you. Second Corinthians six three New Limits Translation reads, we live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. Each of us have a ministry. Even if you've just been baptized, you just started out, you may not know exactly what God needs you to do yet, you have a ministry. You are a walking ministry. Off the back, we know that we are responsible for now sharing what Jesus and God is doing in our lives, that he has done, how he got us to the point where we decided to say yes to him, his will and his way, got baptized and now we are choosing to be on this walk and face the challenges, so on and so forth. So even if you don't know ultimately what he wants you to do, regardless of the fact, we know that it will always entail that part. And when we think about our ministry, Acts twenty, twenty four, New Limits Translation, but my life means nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. So real quick, we're going to run this through, right? We are nothing. We are only trash, according to the world, if we are not connected to the person who is the way, the truth, and the life. This is Jesus. Okay, we are connected to him. We are the branch on his vine. And if we do not produce the fruit, meaning if we do not, continue to be obedient and disciplined and consistent and faithful and and we repent, we will be cut off. When we are cut off from Jesus, you will automatically become a stumbling block. Please do not try to fool yourself in believing otherwise. How do I know this? Not only because of the word blatantly saying this, but we have an automatic responsibility of letting people know who Jesus is. How can we let people know who Jesus is if we are now cut off from him? So not only are we a stumbling block to ourselves, now we help other people to trip even though they see us coming. Shall I pray you this? Maybe that's why I tripped that branch I saw. Our ministry, a 24-7 job. We have to make sure that we are committed to doing the work that Jesus has assigned to us. If you need that constant reminder, pay attention to what Jesus does. Even after his resurrection, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. He is still doing the job that God has handed him to do. So we have to make sure we're making the conscious decision of making the switch from being a stumbling block to making sure we stay connected to the vine, making sure we do not just cut off so that we are not
3: a stumbling block
2: and making sure that we are fulfilling the ministry that God has handed us. Thank you, Pastor Seth. Thank you, Sean Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Wow, you know, I, I I marvel at God. In two hours, in two quick hours, we can we can be fed so much in two quick hours, and you know, I notice that being on the broadcast has really prepared me for even sabbath day you know i remember years ago man they used because we you know we go sunset to sunset it seemed like some churches wouldn't let out until sunset (laughs) like oh good lord you know we we weren't like that you know we stayed in you know we had lengthy days some days a little lengthy than others but it was never this we had to stay until sunset now, you know, they don't stay in as long, but, you know, still, you know, in conversing with people, people believe that, you know, because the day belongs to the Lord, you got to be in there literally all day. And, and how, how I've, you know, God has dealt with me, I realized that you need to be able to condense, but be powerful, you can condense but be powerful. And because of me being on a broadcast, I have to watch the clock because and, and it's, it's such a cute platform. You know, they give you this on air, you know, light like you see on TV, you know, um, they give you your your clock that goes backwards. So you have to constantly watch the time because you don't want to be in mid-sentence and you get cut off. I think that may have happened like one time in in all the time, and, and I remember why it happened, but, you know, in all the three years, happy anniversary, by the way, you know, May 11th, it's due time with Pastor Steph, crossed over three years. God is amazing. And again, you know, just knowing that i don't have to be up at the pulpit all day i'm not rushing but we have sabbath school we have a break we have divine worship you know and we don't have to have an afternoon session because i know that what god has given me to give this congregation what the congregation has participated in has been full And if we, you know, go a little longer, we go a little longer, you know. But the fellowship of lunch and things like that, that's, like, crucial because you can't, you know, fellowship while you're having service because you're supposed to be focused on service. So you can't do both. But I say that to say, you know, two hours carries us through the day. When I hang up and disconnect from this broadcast, I'm set for the day because I start off my morning with prayer. I, I set the 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 the, the, uh, the two hours, you know we have, and then you know afterwards I'll do whatever reading or studying, you know. And it doesn't have the same regimen after that every day, but at the end of the day it all gets done. And you know people have spent probably looking at me and go, well when does she have a chance to do? It? I, I, I get it in. But again, I've learned to. Condense because if it's so powerful, it will take you through the whole entire day because it sets your mind. Like Courtney said, you know, when you start your day off like that, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. I don't have to be in the word for the rest of the day because what I've gotten from the due time crew members, from the guests, from what God has given me to give out, has set the tone for Stephanie for the rest of the day. And I am so full when I leave this broadcast. I am so full when I leave this broadcast that it's like I'm overwhelmed, and that's not in a bad way, believe it or not, but overwhelmed, overflowing, just... God has given me so much, and I I say to you all the time, God, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm thriving. God has promised increase, and I'm getting this increase. I'm able to give. You know, you, you the passion that you hear from me is uncompromisable. I, I'm not. When it comes to God, I don't care who's mad. I don't care who's happy. I don't care who's joyful. I don't care who's unhappy. I don't care who's disappointed. I don't it, it, not, no, You ain't messing with what God has given Stephanie, and whatever He's given Stephanie. It is my charge to give it to you. So when it comes across the way it comes across, don't question it. When it comes across the way it comes across, understand that I have been full and filled up. I am full and it now has to be released. And it's going to be released. If it's you, then it's you. If it's someone else, then it's someone else. But you better believe that by the time I leave this broadcast, I am just I I mean, I am bursting, and I invite you to let the Lord deal with you the same way. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor
0: Step. Join us
2: Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember. Prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph, and oh, I'm signing off, giving thanks for our our sister Courtly Courtney Lee Smith, who helped us praying for our husband's future, to the Bynums who have blessed us this morning, to Shantice who have blessed us this morning. I pray that you leave different than when you came on today. Thank you for hanging out with us this morning. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to uh, just strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares where it's less. Talk about it Tuesday church folk day. Until then, I love you.